Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 58 of Dealing with Stupidity. Well, this is going to be a different kind of podcast. This is a little bit of a different episode. I uh, I got a little bit of bad news recently where that was hard for me to take, and uh, that is basically I lost my uncle the other day. Uh, so this one's going to be a little bit cleaner, not so much nonsense and and whatnot going on. He was a great guy, one of those uncles that uh, you have a few drinks with and just you can just bullshit with over some nonsense and just a good guy. He and I shared some of the common interests that most guys do, or at least I think we do. We could always carry on a conversation. We could find something to talk about. Um, excuse me. Things such as guns. We both love guns, military aircraft, and the latest bullshit call in a football game. Normal things like that. Just one of those guys that I could connect with. No matter what function, where we saw each other, just one of those guys. I got the news last Thursday from my cousin, and even though he knew the outcome for a while, he's known the end the end result, it still hit him a whole lot harder than I thought it would. And I don't mean that in a bad way. He is one of these guys. He's very stubborn. He's very he's a realist and deals in absolutes, very focused. But, you know, it's still his dad. And I've never heard that. I haven't heard this side of him and I don't know how long, probably since we were kids. And as I hung up the phone, after talking to him and collecting my thoughts, tried to keep my brain occupied, I kind of had a feeling of relief that he and his sister are so level-headed and know that taking care of their mom, my aunt, is their number one priority. I make a point of bringing that up because I lost a close friend of mine years ago that had real pieces of shit for a brother and sister and his mom was barking at death's door herself at the time now a friend of ours was a police officer who happened to work in a part of town where my friend lived with his mother and he lived with his mother because he was afraid to leave the care up to his siblings who, as I mentioned, were pieces of shit. And you will get the idea in a minute as to why I say that. He couldn't trust them. Anyway, our cop friend was, was, was one of the first responders that was called or that arrived at his house and let us know what was going on. That just happened to be his beat, his area of town that he had, um, he drove around. Anyway, our friend apparently had an aneurysm as he was getting out of the shower, and bam, he was gone. Out. Another friend of mine who helped, who I helped arrange the funeral, who am I kidding? He, he did most of the legwork. If it weren't for him, my buddy would have never gotten buried. Well, he shows up, and he, this is the story he tells me. He shows up when our cop friend calls everybody that he knew would be awake at that time. And 
Well, my buddy, Zach, shows up. And what he witnessed is uh, the brother, sister, and brother-in-law are in the kitchen arguing over who is getting our friend's truck, his musical gear, and any other meaningless shit, money, whatever he has that has any value. They're arguing over who's getting what as their brother is still half-naked dead on the bathroom floor as the ambulance is pulling up to take the body away. He says his mom was in her chair crying and our cop friend is the only one consoling her at this point. While the, the <laughs> brother, sister, and brother-in-law are arguing in the kitchen. Mom's crying her eyeballs out and our cop friend who just happened to be in the neighborhood as he heard the call, he, he heard the address that the ambulance was called for and recognize it immediately because since it was in his area, he would routinely check in to see how she was doing and whatnot. Not a great area of town. He knew uh, our buddy, our mutual friend, uh, our friend would work late or be out late because he played in bands and whatnot, several different bands. So he would re- routinely, our cop friend would routinely stop by and check on her, see if everything was good. You okay? You need anything? I'm out. It's my lunch break. You need me to bring anything? Shit like that. So mom is in her chair crying, and our cop friend is the only one consoling her. Just an awful sight is the way it's described to me. It's, it's sad. It's pathetic, actually. Uh, as the ambulance leaves... My friends are hanging out, consoling the mom as the craziness is going on in the, chi- in the kitchen because they don't want to leave her with this bullshit going on. A friend of the mother's finally shows up and is there for her and takes a place for my friend and our cop friend. And that's when he, they start making the call to everyone to let us know what's happened to my buddy. Fast forward a few 12 hours or so. The next day I get a, another call that his mom is is now in the hospital for whatever reason. And I meet my friend up there in the hospital room. The doctor comes by and says she should be fine. She had not eaten very much in the last so many hours. And was tired because of everything she went through. And she should be able to go home in the next day or so. Now. Remember, I mentioned the shitbags arguing in the kitchen. I get up there to meet my friend Zach. We are the only two there. No family, brother, sister, stepbrother, whatever the fuck he is. I've never met that guy in my life, even though we were close. All I ever heard from about this guy was he was a piece of shit and didn't like his, his sister seeing him, you know, whatever. So, yeah. So for several hours, it's just me and my buddy, Zach. Now, the mom knows me for several years. She's known me, at that point, probably nine years. Sister, brother, brother-in-law, nowhere to be seen. So at this point, <laughs> my friend and I are somehow get put in charge of this actually he offered and i got roped into it looking back and i'm glad 
we got put in charge for all the burial arrangements for our friend. Looking back, he would have never gotten buried without Zach taking control. He was a trooper. He was the man. I've never seen... I, I know I could rely on this guy if I needed to bury a body. And plus, at the time, I was, I was so much closer to our friend that had passed away than Zach. I was still messed up. I couldn't even think straight. I could barely talk to his mom without tearing up. And Zach was not as close, but still close enough where he knew what needed to be done and things needed to be get taken care of. All right, so going back. Funeral, uh, funeral arrangements were left up to Zach and me. But the sister all of a sudden wanted, she wanted some input on everything. And it turned into a real shit show. Nothing was planned out ahead of time because, you know, he was young at the time. I think we were late 20s, early 30s. And it was so unexpected. So the first place we go is where his mom wanted the burial and all the arrangements to take place because a very close friend of his from years ago was buried there. And since they had never had this discussion, well, she would like him to be buried next to his old friend. Okay, no problem. Let's see what we can do with that. This is where it starts getting fucking just insane. Yeah, so as we're talking to the guy running the cemetery who sells the plots or whatever, however, whoever the fuck this guy was, the guy gives us a prize. If I remember correctly, it was around the neighborhood of $18,000, which to me, I'm clueless. I've never handled a burial in my sight. I've never had to have anything to do with putting a friend of mine or family member member in the ground at all so this was a wake-up to call to me i figured now i'm going in the very minimum research i had done like i was saying i knew it was going to be a very costly endeavor or whatever you want to call it project burying somebody's not cheap this is where the point i do need to add I need to point out my recently deceased friend was black or African-American for those that you get butthurt over the term black. Not that it matters, but you will understand this next part much better. A few seconds later, after hearing the cost, the sister chimes in saying, this is bullshit. You're giving us that price because we're black. You're racist. You're a bunch of racist motherfuckers. And she just started carrying on like an idiot. They were racist because of the high cost of burying their, her brother. Yes, she was pulling the race card at a funeral home. Somewhere I didn't think a race card should or could ever be played, yet she pulled it off. I mean, she went bananas. The guy talking to us about the plot tried to explain to her how it breaks down, why it costs such and such. Well, you know, specifics and this that and the other anyway but whatever racist you're racist you're racist so zach and i look at each other and then back at mom mom's just got her head down she's just like i just i just want to get through this and here's my stupid ass daughter pulling the race card trying to get my son buried zach and i looked at you know <laughs> assessed the situation looked at the funeral director or the salesman or whatever you want to call him and said, look, we need to take a break. 
Uh, we need to discuss this. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. And we all left. The whole time we're leaving the funeral home. And she's been, she's pulling that bullshit. Still yelling racist. Y'all are a bunch of racist motherfuckers. Bullshit. This is it's because we're black. And she's throwing the race card out because it ain't costs eighteen thousand dollars. And Zach and I tried to uh Zach has I guess been here before. He he at one point as we were walking out, meeting's already adjourned or whatever. And he's trying do you have any he just stopped her because he was starting to get a little frustrated. You don't you don't have any clue how much it costs to bury somebody, do you? You have no idea what's involved. That kind of shut her up. I look back on it not very fondly, but yeah. It's uh, memories I will never forget. So we go our separate ways. Everybody heads home. A few hours later, Zach calls me a little little while later. A few hours later. Zach calls me to say that it is... um, He's been informed it's pretty much up to he and I to make sure this happens. All right, so we finally find the mutual friend of ours to help fund the funeral. And we ended up raising enough money to pay him back in a month or so. So our friend eventually got buried. (laughs) And at one point, my friend Zach said, and now our friend that we buried who had passed away was notorious for being late all the time. And one of the funnier jokes during the whole situation was when we finally got him, everything was pulled off, everything was paid for, and he's going into the ground. My friend Zach leans to me and said he pulled it off. I was like, what? He was late to his own funeral. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, our our buddy would have appreciated that joke, so it wasn't out of line. And if you think it's out of line, then go fuck yourself. Anyway, the point I was trying to make before getting sidetracked with his death and the family getting all weird and it brings out and it started bringing out the scumbags in the family and all that shit. You find out real quick who is a piece of garbage when someone passes away in your family or somebody close to you. And I've seen it on a few occasions, not this one. This one is just the one I know the most about because I was so involved in it. Someone dies and family members start turning into animals over who gets what and this is mine, he borrowed it or she borrowed it and all that bullshit. You know, I don't know about most people, but when a friend of mine, I'm not worried about, well, he still got my uh, gas can for the weed eater in his garage. I'm not worried about shit like that. No, let's, 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 um, let's concentrate on the task at hand. All right. There's a whole lot of BS I've seen with a few, uh, a couple of family members and close friends that have passed away. And it's really sad when it happens in your own family. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it in my wife's family. And I've seen it in my friends who have passed away. And it's flat out disgusting. Disgusting what kind of people, what kind of person somebody turns into when a family member or friend passes away. Normally my podcasts have a little bit of sarcasm or humor to them. And I know this one hadn't had a whole lot left, <laughs> left a whole lot in it. But thinking about all this also makes me want to add a few pieces of advice 
of what not to do or what to do when preparing for a funeral or anything like that. And these, and just, just a couple of them from my own personal experiences and things that I have witnessed that I felt embarrassed just to be witness, <laughs> witnessing some of these instances. If you are in charge of or part of any decision-making team while making arrangements, the first person that gets out of line, kick them out of that group. Their head is not in the right place and will be more of a problem as it goes on. This is no time to be selfish, so don't be that guy. Like my friend's sister who just started calling racism. This is racism. You're racist. No, that's not the time for this shit. Just shut your mouth. Say, look, we need to go on about, we need to attack this at a different angle. Yes, $18,000 is steep to put some money in a hole, but crying racism, pulling the racism card, that ain't going to work. They don't give a shit. And you're looking like an ass. And now that we, there's no deal we can make. Stick that in your back pocket and shut your mouth. Funerals are expensive. Don't overreact when you hear the price and start calling people racist. That's another point I would like to make. That will get you nowhere. That's the cost of putting him in the ground in the spot you want him to be. Racist! Oh, my God. Oh, here's another one. Do not let the funeral home dictate <laughs> what song or songs are going to be played unless it's the classics. You know, uh, I don't know what you, whatever you consider the classics, what you hear at every funeral. Uh, one of my biggest regrets during my friend's funeral was not piping up and standing my ground or saying a damn word when they started playing Wind Beneath My Wings by Met Bette Midler from a CD. I laugh now, but at the time I was like, we all, the, all the pallbearers, we were off to the side behind a curtain. And when it started up, I was like, we all started looking at each other like, who, where, where in the hell is this coming? Bette Midler? My, my my dead buddy was probably in the coffin ready to punch one of us right in the balls. Bet fucking Miller. Something by Kiss or Painkiller by Judas Priest would have been more appropriate than fucking Bet Mittler at his funeral. I cannot believe we allowed that to happen. Maybe we were so ex inexperienced with this, we just thought, well, you know, they'll play Amazing Grace and all that shit. And all of a sudden, wind beneath my motherfucking wings pipes out of the fucking stereo. I'm surprised, and I might add, I'd had a few beers at that point, even though it was early in the morning. We were all in, what, who, what, where did this come from? Who said okay on this? Anyway, one of my biggest regrets was not stopping it then and there and said, wait, 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 hit stop, pull that out. Somebody's got a better CD in their car. Take that in consideration if you're ever involved on making any kind of decision with the arrangements. 
This shouldn't have to be said, but don't be the jerk-off that shows up in jeans, t-shirt, and a ball cap. Show a little respect. At least wear a button-down and some nice pants or some of some sort. I shouldn't have to say that, but apparently it needs to be said. Every funeral I've ever gone to. I mean, I was a kid. When I was a kid, when I was in grade school, I was a... Uh, oh, what the hell are they called? Altar boy. So, you know, we got hooked up with funerals all the time. It never fails. There was always some shitbag wearing t-shirt, jeans, and a ball cap. At least take the ball cap off. Show a little respect. We was hunting buddies. No, you weren't. Take the fucking hat off. He went, come on, man. Got a Bette Mittler CD for you. Here's another one. Don't be the idiot that had only beer for breakfast either. I made that mistake at my friend's funeral, and I was goofy drunk. Not slosh, not trash, nothing. I was just silly, goofy drunk. And I was holding back a piss that you could not imagine. Once the uh, the service was over, you know, you climb into the car, and then you drive to the, the spot at the... Uh, God damn, you know what it's called. Where are the bury people? At the uh, grave site. So, <laughs> when we were carrying, I can remember when we were carrying the coffin from the hearse to the grave site, and it was not like, well, we're pulling up with just, we're like five yards away. Nah, this was 50-yard line from where we parked. Uh <laughs> When we were carrying the coffin from the hearse to the gravesite, I had to piss so badly that I thought there was no way I'm leaving this gravesite today without piss running down my leg and filling up my shoe. Somehow I made it through it. Somehow. So, yeah, be selective on your drinking. Know when to drink. I did piss before we left the funeral home, but I had another beer on the way. And it was like a 30-minute drive. And from the 30-minute drive, once you get in, it's another 10 minutes to get to the site and then probably another 50 yards to get to the actual hole in the ground. Nobody ever knows this, but I pissed by the car when everybody was leaving. Yes, I have a little bit of trash in me. With that, though, I should also add, don't be the sloppy drunk crying God damn, crying all over everyone and making a boob of yourself. Don't be that guy. Don't be the sloppy drunk. I'm so sorry. Dude, straighten up. There's a time for that afterward, but not at the actual burial site. Not there. That's not the time to be hanging on the coffin, uh, drooling on people, uh, hugging the relatives, and, and you. Half your shirt tail hanging out. You're missing a shoe and shit like that. It's not the time. Not the time. Get your shit together. Don't be a boob. Oh, here's another one. That I I can use from experience. Do not hold up the line when giving your respects to the mom or widow or whoever it may be. As the pallbearers were uh, bearers were walking by mom, we each took a moment to give her a hug and our 
condolences and that's it. Give her a little hug. My condolences. So sorry about your loss. Keep moving. Well, me being the silly ass from drinking all morning before the service and having to pee like a racehorse took way too long. And I guess I got a little worry, <laughs> wordy and started trying to carry on a conversation with her uh, to the point where she said, thank you, Kevin. You're so sweet, but you're holding up a line. You need to go. I was that guy. I was that guy. I was like, I'm so sorry. If you need anything, you know, I'm right here. You know, you got my number. We've talked. You know, I was that guy. I don't think I was that bad, but I was enough where I was holding up the line where it was noticeable to her. And she was like, all right, that's enough. Come on, move along. <laughs> um. All right, here's another one. You you would think I should not have to, that I shouldn't have to uh, say anything about this, but apparently it needs to be said because... There's some trashy people out there. No selfies at the visitation or the gravesite or anywhere having to do with a dead, bo- <laughs> a dead body or a coffin. I don't know what it is, but the last few years, friends of I have seen friends of mine on Facebook who I thought were somewhat educated and level-headed uh, taking selfies with their dead grandmother or by the coffin and shit like that. And I, you know, I follow a Reddit thread called trashy and every now and then that pops up. Somebody, you know, check out my dress while I'm hanging out on this, uh, pimped out coffin. It doesn't need to be said. That's, that's just no class. Don't be that person. No selfies. Put your fucking cell phone away at a fucking funeral. Just that's it. The whole point of this episode, it wasn't the most lively. I'm slurring a little bit. Unfortunately, though, the point of this podcast was unfortunately a friend or family member's death can bring out the worst in some people. And it's just sad to see. It can be avoided, can be avoided if common sense comes into play. And it's hard to judge what is going on in someone's head and how they deal with death. Some people lose their minds and turn into greedy, trashy bags of humanity. Uh, Some people close themselves off from everybody, get quiet and deal with it in their own way and in their own personal way. I like that. Some act like nothing has happened and going on about their day like, oh, well, he's gone. Me personally, I like to remember the good times while having a few drinks. Until next week. God bless. I miss you, Uncle Tip. <laughs>